Welcome to Janan ICF Love All podcast, a podcast about how to live a God-fearing life. Each episode addresses how to use the Bible to answer real-life situations that allow us to demonstrate real Christian love. Now, here's your host, Pastor Joe Summers. Well, hello, hello, hello to everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Love All Podcast. The Love All Podcast, where we always say that we're hoping that you are loving someone and we're hoping that someone loves you like Christ loves us. Today, we're going to be talking to a special guest. Uh, he's from America. Well, not originally, but he's, he lives there now. All right. And so, uh, Let's let's get started here. Okay, uh, Amen. Go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Good morning, good morning, Pastor Joe. Thank you so much, and good morning to everyone. Uh, let's know on to this podcast. Um, I'm Amac Harris. Um, as Pastor Joe said, I currently live in the U.S., but I'm originally from Liberia. Um, for those of you who are not familiar with um what the country or where the country is, it's a little country on the west coast of Africa. <clears throat> Is just wedged between Sierra Leone on the west, um, um, the Republic of Guinea on the east, and the beautiful Atlantic coast in the south. Um, that's where I'm originally from. I'm here in the U.S. right now, living and working here um, with my wife and my son. Uh, my wife is originally Canadian, um, but she lives here in the U.S. too as well. And we have an almost one-year-old son. He'll be one um, on December the 27th. Um, uh, I'm really excited to be able to touch base again with Pastor Joe and just um, catch up. Um, I lived in China and schooled there for a couple of years, um, beginning in 2010 uh, to 2016, actually. Um, that was a really great experience that I had there and I wouldn't trade it for anything else in the world. Um, but again, I'm really excited to be on this podcast and to touch base uh, again. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So now tell us, uh, back up a little bit and tell us why did you come to China uh, to study? So I I came to China um, on a whim. I was in my home country after I had done my undergrad. Um, uh, I went to med school for about a year back home in Liberia. Um, friends of mine, um, we were just talking about, you know, opportunities to study abroad and China, um, came as one of those opportunities. We just, you know, um, being adventurous, knowing, and nothing um, about China specifically other than what we had heard on the news or, or um, the beginning of social media back in those days. We decided just to apply and it, it worked out. So uh, God was faithful. He gave us um, that opportunity. So I ended up in China. I went to China for med school. I had to do um, Chinese language for a year. And then I went to med school for about five years. So I spent a total of six years in China. So um, that's what brought me to China. Uh, interestingly, I went to China for um for schooling and for adventure, and I came back uh with a degree and a wife. But um, <laughs> we we will <laughs> get to that at some point. 
that. Well, uh, well, one of the things that I realized is that a lot of young people come to China, and originally their intent is to go back home. And then after they get here, they began to think, rethink that. <clears throat> so, well, how, how did that occur to you? Um, for me specifically, it was a lot of uh, back and forth with um, what my future plans was going to be like once my time in China was done. Mm -hmm. I really cherished my time in China. It was some of the best years I have had in my entire life, um, growing um, physically, spiritually, and emotionally as well. And... Um, but I knew that I wasn't going to be in China forever. Um, after when I was in my last year of med school, I was contemplating what would um, be my next plan. Um, wanted to go back home and which I actually did uh, for a couple of years. Um, um, I decided initially that I was going to go back home. At that time I had met my now wife but we weren't in a relationship at the moment we were just friends at that moment when i was leaving china um i left china in 2016 after i graduated i went back home to my country um because i had decided that um, all things being equal i it's best for me to go back home reconnect with my family reconnect with my roots and see how best i can help um my people um with the skills and knowledge that i have um attained in china so I did go back home. I went back home. I stayed there for about two years. I worked in the healthcare system for the, that period. And um, when I went back home, mind you, just going back a little bit, this was two years after Ebola had ravaged um, my home country of Liberia. It was one of the worst hit during that time in 2014 among the three countries that were hard hit in West Africa with uh, the Ebola virus. <clears throat> and I lost um, some colleagues of mine who were actually in med school with me back home before I left to China. So um, it was a bit of a personal note for me that um, what happened during the Ebola period. During the Ebola period, I was in China in school. I was really, really panicking about what was going on. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, again, it, it killed so many people, um, so many of my people, home people. And when I got home, I... I was, when I was working there for the two years that I was there, I was concerned about how best I can, you know, contribute to um, the infrastructure and the system to be better prepared for the next pandemic that will happen. Little did we know that COVID was going to hit us at some point in time. Um, that drove me to make the decision to come for grad school here in the U.S., um, 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 which was specifically focused on public health. I wanted to become a public health physician. I wanted to blend my clinical skills and um, the skills that I could get from public health um, to be able to um, be a more holistic um, care provider. That's what drove me to come to the U.S. And during that period, I started, um, before I made that decision actually to come over, my wife and I, well, then became girlfriend and boyfriend. Um, we started courting. It was a long distance relationship because she lives in the U.S. <clears throat> excuse me, and I lived in Liberia. Um, it was a wonderful test in endurance, I would say. Um, but 
one thing that we learned through that process of a long distance relationship is that if you continuously keep God as the focus of your relationship and the center of it, um, you realize that your relationship is a tripod and not a duo. And that helped us through that time of the long distance relationship. Um, we started with him being the focus of it and the center of it all. And we continued that into our marriage. So I came over, um, went to school. We got married while I was in school. And now we're here and building a life together. That's how that decision was made. It was uh, a lot of um, back and forth with the thought process that went into that. Okay. So tell me, uh, I've always asked this question since I'm from America uh, about the culture and how the people uh, deal with the cultural change from their home country to America. So uh, did you find it interesting or, or was it okay, easy, fairly easy for you? I would say to some extent I was um, better prepared for the cultural change because um, my background is that I grew up in a missionary home. That being said, my parents moved a lot um, in a couple of places around the western region of Africa um, to do missionary work and and also because of the war that happened in Liberia too as well back in the 90s and back well, back in the early 90s and the late 90s. Um, so that move helped me um, live and experience different cultures, ex um, appreciate different um, points of views, appreciate different um, um, ways of living and things like that, from the food to um, the, the cultural changes to the language and everything in between. Um, at the time when we moved, I mean, when we moved a lot as a, as a young own boy growing it a lot because we never had in my mind I felt like we never had stability in a sense where um I never had friends for a long time like I see people talk about um uh, this this is my best friend from elementary school and we've been together for x amount of years and blah 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 I never really had that I only had uh friends for a couple of years and we moved I had friends again for another couple of years and we moved so I had to get used to that um that was part of my growing up. When I went to China, it was something similar. Jinan was like that transit point where most students just came for language or something else and they were moving on to something else. So we were constantly making and 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 sending friends off in China. Um, there too as well. It was also a multicultural um, hotpot there in Jinan. GICA provided that opportunity. All those experiences, I think God was putting them in my life. Um, at the time, I didn't realize it for um, living in a different culture, in a different country. So it was a, it was a little um, of an easy, softer landing for me, I would say, than a lot of other people's experiences. But yes, I still had a lot of um, cultural shock when it comes to um, the ways of life, when it comes to the systems here, when it comes to um, the behaviors of people and all that. It, it took some learning to as well. But again, um, God had... Uh, place me in a place and give me different experiences to better prepare me for that, uh, I would say, to a large extent. Okay, good. <laughs> good, good, good. Um, so, um, what do you think it was the best thing you that you learned when you were in China? 
and and what do you think it was the most challenging um for you when you were living in China? Uh, the best thing that I experienced when I was in China was the sense of community. Um, when you're away from home, when you're away from family, away from um, your quote-unquote norms and your culture and everything like that, it's easy to feel alone. It's easy to feel um, invisible. It's easy to feel, uh, how would I say, distant in some sense and if you don't have a community that is supportive a community that is there that you can rely on um it makes it it just compounds the issue it makes it so so much more difficult um i see a lot of um people struggle with having uh, a peace of mind and it affects your mental health you know too as well at some point in time uh, if um, when you hit that breaking point but um, if you look all throughout scripture, God had a way of taking people out of their comfort zones and putting them in places where they had to reacclimize their selves, their minds, their thought processes, their um, um, way of life to actually set them up for something greater in life. And that's how I see it. Um, so that sense of community in China, specifically with the JICF group, uh, was able to give me that opportunity to um, be, be more a part of a family, being, being part of a larger uh, community, something that uh, gave me a sense of purpose. Um, the, the family that I found away from home in GICF was a great one, one that was um, like, like a little community. We're like a little town and everyone knew each other. Everyone um, loved and cherished each other. Everyone helped each other out in different aspects of life. And th that is something that I really do cherish um, um, from my experience in China. I would say though, that it kind of like spoiled me uh, because when I came here to the US, I struggled to find that. I really struggled to find that. And, I, and this experience is not unique to me. Talking to some of my friends who also lived in China, when we go back home, not even just um, um, to going back to other countries other than our homes. But when we also go back home, like I, I experienced it too as well when I went back to my own country, this is my home, these are my people, this, this, this is my family, extended and nuclear family, but I still had that little void in the community um, when I went back home. Um, I, I struggle with that, especially when it comes to um, um, the spiritual family. Uh, that, that is something that I really cherish in China. Um, and also the experience of going through um, um, fellowship in a way that is not taken for granted is another thing that really touched me with my experience in China. When you live in a country like mine, Liberia or the United States or other countries in the West, and things like the outside China in general, you have the freedom of worship, you have the freedom of, um, what's it called, uh, the community and things like those. Uh, those were some of the struggles that we had to go through in China to set up our own little group there. And those struggles brought us closer together. Sometimes when you're not in that space, you kind of take it for granted. You kind of take your freedoms 
and your 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 privileges for granted. And that's what I began to realize when I stepped away from China and I came back home. I experienced the same thing here too as well in the United States. That's something that that I really, really stood up to me. One of the challenges was also a community as well. Like I said, um, because of that experience that I had, it, it, it gave me a hard time to actually find something similar. I had a high standard um, that I was looking for. When I went back home to my home country, when I came here to the United States, I had a very, very high standard for what a community should be like. And, and I struggled to find that. It was near impossible to find it. I had to resolve in my mind that um, we shouldn't take things too literal when it comes to our expectations um, in life, especially when it comes to finding um, a group of family in the faith. We should remember that the standard that we should be using is whether this community is rooted in the word of God and whether their actions, their deeds, their thought processes and their words follow suit as well. And that's what's important. Everything else falls in line after that. Um, but my high standards with my experience in China because of the community that we had there made me struggle to find a, an exact replica of something because I was like, I have to find a home church that that replicates exactly what I experienced in China. If not, I'm not going to go there. Um, that was a struggle for me, but I, I was able to, through the power of the Holy Spirit and, and, and some time that he had given me to be able to overcome that. Okay. Good. Sorry, I went on a rant with that, but... <laughs> No, no, no. That's interesting. Uh, that's that's all we want. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, that's what we want. Uh, young people are listening to this podcast and they're asking questions. Uh, Trezor asked me a question the other day about the culture in in America because he's moving to to uh, uh, Illinois. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh no, no, I wasn't aware. Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's nice. Yeah, he, he he's moving to Illinois uh, on the twentieth, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. That is so, He asked me about the culture, and I told him that. <laughs> Excuse me. I told him that he probably needs to talk to you. <clears throat> oh, yeah, absolutely. I would love to have a conversation with Trezor about my experience so far. Good, good, good. I'll, I'll remind him to make sure he gets in touch with you. Yeah, because it's funny because um, it's kind of like I'm paying him back, um, paying him forward for what he did for me. When I went to China first, uh, Teresa was one of the first foreigners that I met there at the uh, at, um, Shandong Central Campus. It was it was Teresa, it was um, it was Stan, it was Jackie. Um, those were some of the first uh, foreigners I met there at the center campus and they actually helped me acclimatize to life in China. So it was very interesting that um, we've come full circle and he's reaching out to me for, I mean, we have the, the opportunity to actually share experiences to us as well. So that's, 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 it. that's amazing. Good, good, good. All right. Um, tell me what words of wisdom do you want to give the young people who are part of JICF now? Um, well, where do I start? Uh, I would say cherish your time that you have. Cherish the time that you have with the family that you have there in GICF. Um, 
you may have the opportunity to go back, you may not, um, but cherish that moment, um, build those relationships that you, that you can build while you're there. One of the things that has been really strong with the sense of community that I have was that we still keep in touch. It's been what, we're in 20, 20, uh, 2023 now, I left in 2016, that's seven years, um, almost seven years plus now since I left China, but we've still been in touch with the community back there um, with friends that we made there. Um, we have still cherished the relationships that we established there and those that community and goes beyond the borders of China. Um, when I was leaving China, there was something I told a friend of mine, I was like, you know, when I look through my phone book, I can I, I see people from Vanuatu, I see people from Samoa, I see people from Tonga, I see people from Cameroon, I see people from Uganda, Nigeria, you name it, um, all over the world, including our Chinese friends here. That's amazing because it basically means that you're connected to to the larger community. God has given us the, the mandate to go and share um, our experiences and his love through us to the rest of the world and having that community and that connection is very, very important. So cherish that time there. That's one advice I would give them, build those relationships and keep them strong. Um, another advice I would give is be open-minded when you're in China, be open-minded when you leave China as well. Um, like I explained before, one of the things that I struggled with was my expectations um, when I left China and uh, it caused me a lot of trouble moving forward in my spiritual growth, as well as um, living in the larger society, <clears throat> you know, and um, being open-minded to the, to the, to the, to the point that um, when Christ had commissioned the disciples to go and preach the gospel to the rest of the world, a lot of them did not really do that beyond the borders of um, the Jewish state. Um, Paul did though. He went beyond that border and was able to spread the gospel to a wide variety of, of believers who would who were considered back in those days Gentiles. Um, in our days, we're a more connected world. We're a more global society. I would say be more open-minded. Be more open-minded to the fact that you might not actually end up in your home country like I did. Um, like in my situation, rather, you might end up somewhere else or you still might end up back home, but also be open-minded to the fact that things will not be the same as you were used to. Um, opening your mind to the um, the leading of the spirit to be able to guide you in places where you will um, be able to fit in best to impact the world and um, through God's love that he has given you. Um, that open-mindedness, I would say, um, has been a huge help to me. Uh, open-mindedness does not mean that you compromise your standards or your faith. It means that you be all things to all people so that Christ may be known as Paul has said, and that's what that means. Um, so being um, accepting of different cultures, accepting of different um, ways of lives um, um, so that you'll be able to get a, get a better understanding of who people are, uh, appreciate them for who they are and love them for who they are as well. And through that, people will see and glorify our Heavenly Father in heaven. I, I think um, those will be the two major advice that I will give um, young people who are currently in GICF and going through um, their experiences, individualistic as it may be at this point. Okay. And remember, 
and to hold on to your faith regardless of where you are. Um, because Amen. our identity firstly is in Christ. Before I'm a librarian, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a medical professional, a public health professional, I'm a Christian. Before I'm a citizen of any country, I'm a Christian as well. That is our primary identity and holding fast to that and not being, being unapologetic about it too as well. Because in doing so, I know we live in a world right now that does not favor or look kindly upon the Christian faith. And there are a plethora of reasons for that. But God has given us a mandate to continue to be faithful to him because that's what he desires, our faithfulness. That's the whole purpose of our creation, for us to be faithful and serve him. And in our faithfulness, he will take us in places where our, he can use our faithfulness to him to do great and mighty things in the lives of others, just as he used um, the faithful to do great and mighty things in our lives as well. Um, we just need to pay it back forward. Um, we, we, we cannot hold this thing to ourselves. One um, street preacher has said at one point in time, it will be a, a painful thing to stand at the gates of heaven and you're in line with your friends and you're going to your judgment and they ask you but you knew all this along and you didn't tell me and your answer would be like well i was afraid to offend you i was afraid to um, uh, um step on your toes or or start an argument because of my faith so i, I kept it to myself we shouldn't um be like that we should be unapologetic about our faith and remember that our citizenship first is an alliance is to heaven before anything else all righty Thank you so very much. I really do appreciate your time with us today. Uh, to the audience, thank you for being with us. Hope that you had an opportunity to learn a little bit about AMAC, uh, his, his travels, his experiences. Uh, if by chance you have questions for him, let me know, and we can get him back on the podcast to respond to some other questions. Uh, don't, don't hesitate to do that. Uh, we uh, want to remind you that it's our responsibility to love. This is a love all podcast. So we love you. We love you. We love you. And bye-bye. Thank you very much, Pastor Joe. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on Janan ICF Love All podcast. New podcasts are scheduled each Monday and Wednesday make sure to visit our website www.jananicf.com where you can find weekly sermons and past podcasts. Please remember to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate it if you'd simply tell a friend about the show. That would really help us out. If you like the show, you might want to email us at loveall.com at jananicf.com and request a free copy of our ebook, Gems for Daily Meditations, and sign up for our daily thoughts. See you next time. Blessings and love to all.